Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, the Yankees have, so far this week, beaten the teams they're supposed to beat. Will this continue against the Royals this weekend? We'll discuss and preview the series. Plus, the Yankees are on Apple TV tonight for the first time this season. We'll talk about that broadcast and more, all next on Locked On Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankees fans. It's Friday, April 29th. Welcome to Locked On Yankees. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me today is my co-host, Abby Mastracco. And a special guest is with Abby today. Charlie, say hi. Charlie. Charlie's being shy. (laughs) Charlie's being very shy. I'm in Texas visiting my cousin. So for those of you not watching on YouTube, um, that is my cousin's very cute beagle, Charlie, Charles Barkley. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Charlie's adorable if you're not watching on YouTube. This is an excuse for you to actually yeah. watch us on YouTube to see the dog. Um, speaking of YouTube, you can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can listen to us in Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, and every other podcasting platform available. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So as I said in the open, the Yankees are doing what they're supposed to be doing so far in this nine-game stretch. When we looked at the schedule, after they played the Tigers, we saw Guardians, Orioles, Royals, and fans were thinking, okay, this is the stretch where the Yankees need to show that they're going to be beating the teams they're supposed to be beating. And so far, so good. Two sweeps. They swept the entire homestand, and there were, they had a lot of things working for them in this sweep, which is the big key. It wasn't just they were hitting a lot of home runs or it wasn't just their pitching was really good. There was also productive outs and small ball actually in there. So that was good to see. The Yankees playing small ball? Who would have ever thought? (laughs) Yeah, there were a couple of times in, not yesterday, was it yesterday's game? See, I'm confusing two of the games, but there were a couple of runs generated against the Royals where There were productive outs, you know, ground outs to one side of the field, allowing the runner to advance to second and then to third. Mm -hmm. And then a wild pitch allowed Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to score. And, you know, um, yeah, that was the other night, right? Because that ended, DJ LeMahieu hit a ground out to first that allowed uh, IKF to make it to third. And it ended his hitting streak, but it was a productive out. So it helped the Yankees pull ahead and win. So that was good. DJ um, LeMay has been back at the top of the order, and I said it, like, when was it? Maybe last week or two weeks ago that I, I, I thought that would be a good switch, and, you know, it's been productive. Yeah, That's also. In 2019, when the Yankees were, when the Yankees were really humming, it was DJ LeMay who's setting the table, and I, I like him at the leadoff spot. I just think he's, like, he's such a good prototypical leadoff hitter, and he, look, he's, he is turning on the engine for that offense. Yep. Um he is looking more like the DJ LeMahieu of 2019. He's not bashing home runs, but he'll hit one every once in a while. And as I said last week, the opposite field hits. Mm-hmm. That's when you know he's feeling good. Yeah, and He's using all fields. Yeah. Um, now, I kind of patted us on the back because 
our episode last Friday was about how bad the offense was. <laughs> And since then, oh, <laughs> they've been scoring a lot of runs. Yeah. I mean, yes, you know, it has to do with the competition, too. But, you know. They've I mean, been very productive. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you're taking credit for that. You're saying we were the catalyst oh, yeah. for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're definitely. It, it's all us. It's all us. We, I mean, I had our thumbnail for YouTube is the Yankees offense is bad. And then <laughs> they started hitting the crap out of the ball. So, yes, I will definitely pat myself on the back for that. Obviously, okay. I'm kidding, but it is the timing is pretty funny because that, isn't that remember how we were talking about how we didn't think the lockout was going to end soon and it literally ended the next day after yeah. our episode. So <laughs> that's how it always works. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Yankees re rebound from losing two out of three against Baltimore a couple of weeks ago to sweeping them the way they're supposed to. And I spoke about this on yesterday's show. I'm going to say it again in case you missed it. This is what the Yankees are supposed to do. The Yankees going 11-8 and eight against Baltimore screwed with them in so many ways last season. It wasn't just all the other games that they lost. If they had played against Baltimore the way they should have, they not only would have had home field advantage in the wild card, they could have been in the running for the division if they had won just five more games maybe against Baltimore. It wouldn't have been such a raise ahead of everyone else Yankees fighting with the Mariners, the Jays, the Red Sox at the end of the season. And, you know, is this a turnaround for them? Like, are they finally realizing, yeah, we need to beat up on teams like this? Well, the thing, the thing with the Yankees last year is that they played down to some opponents. Like, and, and that's not – we know that they were not a championship team last year. That's not what a championship team does. Sometimes you get a little lazy and you sure. do kind of play down to your opponents. But – not the way that the Yankees did. I was at a series in Anaheim last year working on an Otani story, and it was like they, you know, Anaheim was already out of the playoffs. It was already past the trade deadline, and it was like they looked lost at the plate. And Otani didn't even pitch. Right. It, it, the, the Angels didn't have any of their best guys at that point. It was a late August series. They just looked lost at the plate. They looked lost defensively. And then they went back to New York and they were fine against, um, I want to say the Jays and the, the neck. It was not the neck, like the directly next series. I think it was the next series that I watched because I, I had to do a wedding in between that. But uh, it, you can't play down to your opponents and expect to be able to just like turn it on and turn it off. You've got to build your game throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you, you beat the good teams and the bad teams. Yeah, and unless you are just like this, you know, world-beating team, which they're not right now. I don't know that there is necessarily one in baseball right now that we're seeing that is we're immediately pegging as like, oh man, they're gonna like they're gonna cruise to the finish. It's too early in the season. The season's too long. So the Yankees have to break some bad habits from last season. Yeah, they've done it Build so that far. Game. Yeah, they've done yeah. it so far. And, you know, as I said, they did hit home runs. I mean, Anthony Rizzo hit three in a game. And, yes, everyone's joking about how short the distance was for all of those home runs. But a home run is a home run is a home run. And he had a career night the other night. And good for him. And before we get to segment two and preview the series against the Royals, I have to talk about. Did you see the picture of Judge and Rizzo in their um, hot dog dog? Hawaiian shirts that they have <laughs> because they no. both have they both have wiener dogs 
And that's a wait, Aaron Judge has a yes. Aaron Judge has little dogs, and that's adorable. Yes, the, yeah, the big guy with the little puppy. Yeah, they they found the shirts on Instagram apparently, and they wore them together yesterday. I gotta look this up to the game. Yeah. Um, the Yankees account posted it yesterday. Okay. Yeah, because Lindsay Adler tweeted about it, said that they were wearing it, and then she followed up that tweet saying, no, I can't take pictures because we're not allowed to take pictures in the clubhouse. Yeah. So hopefully they'll post it themselves. But yeah, the Yankees account posted it. And... Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, it's great. Look at those guys in their wiener dog shirt. Yeah. Hawaiian um, wiener dog. I can't remember which one. I think... One of them is named Kevin. One of the dogs is named Kevin. That's Kevin. my favorite thing in the world. If you know me, you know I have a clouder of felines in my house, and most of them have human names because I like giving pets human names. The first two cats I ever had on my own as an adult, I named Jack and Henry. So, yeah, I'm into dogs with human names. And the the I think names like Bob or like... <laughs> Steve, like something like that is just yeah. hilarious because when you like bring... just average white person names. <laughs> yeah, we we had a litter of kittens born less than a year after my dad passed away. And we wanted to name the gray kitten something with a G. And my mom was just like, well, let's just name him Gus after my dad. But then I didn't realize this until he went to the vet that now there's a Gus Gotsoulias in the records at the, <laughs> in the vet's office. <laughs> and if my dad had any idea that we named a cat after him, I wonder what he would think about that. That's really funny. So in a moment, we're going to preview the Royals uh, series. And thank you to the Royals and the Yankees for having every starting pitcher lined up. And we don't have to joke about a TBD. But first, summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacation. You just throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And have you had the Puffs yet? We're going crazy for the Puffs. They come in awesome flavors like banana cream pie and churro. And who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try our mixed box. It comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure that there's something for everyone. And as you all know, my favorite flavor is mint brownie. I suggest you try it if you like chocolate and mint together. So go to built.com to get all your favorites and many more. They're delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Doesn't matter if it's your first or 50th. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Celebrating the special women in your life, on BlueNile.com you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point. 
BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring and are committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. This Mother's Day, give your mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked on Yankees listeners get $50 off a $500 purchase. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you get recaps of Major League games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. So um, Yankees are in Kansas City for three games before they have to go to Canada and play the Jays. We'll find out who's going to Canada when that happens on Sunday. Who is uh, vaccinated <laughs> and who is just immunized. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that briefly because the Red Sox just played three, four games in Canada, lost three out of the four. And part of the reason why they lost three out of four was Tanner Hawk could not go because mm-hmm. he refused to get vaccinated. And I believe it was Pete Abraham, who is a beat writer for the Red Sox, who made it a point to say, you know, some of these guys weren't expecting to actually have to pitch. And because of how not getting vaccinated, they were kind of thrust into it. And that's part of the reason why they lost. I mean, the other part is the Jays are a good team. But yeah, this is the effect that not getting vaccinated has on your team. It puts guys in tough positions. I mean, it is what it is. You're, you have to follow the rules when you go into another country. It's yeah. just, you know, if if we go to Italy tomorrow, we have to follow their rules. Yeah. So I, as much as you want to say, as much as these players are saying it's a personal decision, it's a personal decision, just like a lot of other Americans have said it's a personal decision. Okay, I get it, but it affects the person next to you. And when you're on a team, there's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And I, look, the NHL managed to get everybody vaccinated except for Tyler Bertuzzi. But the question that we had that we were sort of asking guys at the beginning of the season was what happens if there is a crucial series late in the season and your starting goalie can't go, you know, and they didn't have to answer those questions, but there were a lot of guys who were like, you know, it's going to cause some resentment and, and they avoided it because they all got vaccinated and Major League Baseball is not enforcing the same, you know, the NHL got everybody vaccinated because they threatened to fine them or not fine them. You don't get paid for games missed in Canada if you're not vaccinated. Yeah. So Major League Baseball, that's look, that is how you get any sort of like adult in this world (laughs) to fall in line and do something. You withhold pay. These are adults. You can say, you know. Hey, please do this. It's it's gonna help me out. But if if there's no like monetary incentive, then people aren't gonna always do it. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. So I, I don't know. I mean, I was talking with some of the broadcasters last year who were curious about uh, whether or not Major League Baseball would enforce some a similar system to the NHL. But it, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's a bit it's a bigger league. You're still gonna have more guys who who aren't going to jump on board, but 
it's going to be an incredible home field advantage for the Blue Jays when the Red Sox come to town. Yeah. And, you know, it's we had spoken about this on a previous show. When it's a team within your division, you're playing more games against them. You know, it's not like you're only playing three in Canada and then they're coming to you and playing three or four or whatever the series breakdown happens to be. When you're in division, you're playing a lot of games against your fellow division rivals. And that's a big chunk of games for you to not be a part of and for you to affect because of that decision. So, yeah, that's... Look, you can say the rules are stupid. You can say that you don't agree with them. But when we have to go to another country, we have to respect that other country and we have to follow their rules. This is Canada's rule. And as a result, it's, you know, it's giving it's giving their one baseball team a great home field advantage. Yeah. But it is putting other teams at a disadvantage and that they have the power to control that. And, you know, that's it. Rules are rules. You can agree with them or you can disagree with them. You still have to follow them. Yep. I don't like a lot of rules, you know? I drive really fast. <laughs> but I, if I get a ticket, that's on me. Right. So the Yankees don't need vaccines to be in Kansas City, as far as I know. Um, but tonight's matchup, again, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. We'll talk about that in a bit. And it is Nestor Cortez against Chris Bubik. I believe that's how you say his name. Cortez has a 1.15 ERA on the season with 25 strikeouts. He's been amazing. He's been the the Yankees ace. And I would say the two players of the month for the Yankees, Nestor Cortez and Anthony Rizzo. He's been, Cortez has been amazing. And even during his start over the weekend, uh, yeah, when he gave up, you know, he gave up the first runs of the season and everyone was like, oh, he's human. You knew it was going to happen. He only gave up two runs. It wasn't that big a deal. And um, he's just amazing to watch. We've talked about this. It's just so much fun watching him because, you know, with some of the stuff he throws, you expect a pitcher like that to get bombed. And so far, that's not happening. I, now, I-, I like Nestor Cortez because he takes the subway. Yes. We stand <laughs> a public transportation king. <laughs> I love that too. That's great. I love that he takes the subway and like he's, he, with his mustache, like he just he just blends right in. He really does. I, I think we've talked about this. Like so we talked about this during the lockout when we were like we didn't have a lot to talk about celebrity sightings in New York. And like I I you know I took the subway home with Terry Collins once. It was like sort of a begrudging. Like he got on and it was like oh cripes, there's a beat writer. But I mean we, you know we just sort of make eye contact and we were very nice. But like. I love it. I don't know. That's that's part of like, that's part of the beauty of New York. Like you, you have total anonymity if you want it. Yeah. Aaron Judge might stand out a little bit more. Right. And people are going to start to recognize Nestor Cortez with the mustache, but like at the same time, I see a lot of guys with mustaches on the subway every yeah. day. So. Yeah. That's the fun thing about baseball. I've talked about this too, where guys look so different without their hats and helmets on. Like, even if a pitcher, like, in between innings takes his cap off and you're like, oh, that's what his head looks like. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, uh, he's bald? I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't know he was balding. Okay. Because I would tell this story very quickly. 1990 or 91, we were on vacation in Florida. We were at Typhoon Lagoon in Disney World. And my brother comes running up to my father and goes, 
I need a pen. I need a pen and paper. My dad's like, why? He's like, Jack Clark is here. And my dad's like, you recognize Jack Clark in a bathing suit? Like, Jack Clark, what? (laughs) Sure enough. So later that day, my brother and I are in the lazy river in two, you know, tubes next to each other. And all of a sudden, this woman starts waving at my brother from a bridge. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And he goes, it's Jack Clark's wife. I'm like, oh, my God. This is the funniest thing ever. Like, my brother would be the only person to recognize Jack Clark at Typhoon Lagoon in Disney World. Like, what? Of all places. (laughs) Of all places. It was so funny. (laughs) I love that. Anyway, back to the preview. Uh, Boobic, I think that's how you say it, is one and no, sorry. 0-1 with a 14.14 ERA and only five strikeouts. Now, this is the kind of pitcher you expect the Yankees to beat up on. And I spoke about this uh, before yesterday's game because um, Tyler, Tyler, what was his name? Tyler Wells had um, a 6.75 ERA coming into the game. And the Yankees had issues with guys like that last season where you see a matchup on paper and you see a guy have an ERA north of five and six and the Yankees for some reason were struggling against guys like that. So with this guy coming in with such a bloated ERA, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not the Yankees pound him immediately or struggle at first. And then maybe the, after the first time through the order, do something against him. Well, and it's also like, it's early in the season that ERA could sort of correct itself. Sure. But I think this is a series where the Yankees have to continue to, like we talked about earlier, they have to continue to win the series, the winnable series. Yeah. And this on paper is a very winnable series. It's not a 500 team. I don't really, I mean, I asked Stacey earlier before we started filming, I was like, who are the Royals this year? Like <laughs> last year they had what the best record in the division through like April, May, like part of May, and then they decided they were still going to rebuild. And they did come back to earth a little bit, you know. There were reasons to um, trade guys away. It, it, it was not, you know, without – it wasn't It wasn't like a, a – it wasn't a move where it was like a team that's just like a Marlins move, you know. Right. It wasn't a Marlins move where they were like, yeah, who cares if we're good? We're still going to keep trading everybody away. It they they were falling back to earth a little bit, but I was like, who? I was trying to look up some Royals stuff today, and I was like, I just don't know, like, who? What is the identity of this Royals team? So maybe they have one. Maybe this is the weekend it emerges. But the Yankees should probably like quash that. Yes, <laughs> this yes. is a winnable series. They need to they need to continue to win the very winnable series as there's going to be more difficult ones down the line. Now, in a second, we're going to go through the rest of the preview, but. Maybe we should bet on how the Yankees will do this weekend, because if you want to bet on how the Yankees are going to do this weekend, BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Now, interestingly enough, the one player that has Nestor Cortez's number, it isn't a surprise, Sal Perez, because he's an amazing hitter, um, but it's only four at bats. So, but in those four at bats, he has two home runs. So <laughs> that's something to look out for tonight. <laughs> Sal Perez is just like an ageless wonder, man. Like, he just can. I love watching Sal Perez behind the plate, and I love watching him at the plate. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know, he had that's an amazing what, you know, season last year. He was he really and, did, and he's so important to that team and the franchise. Yeah, you know, one of my best friends used to work in the Royals PR office, and he said that the way that Sal treats everybody, as Sal and his wife treat everybody with such an immense amount of respect, that gets you know that when we talk about athletes carrying themselves a certain way, that's part of what plays into it. Yeah. The respect that he treats the groundskeepers, the clubhouse guys, the PR guys, players are going to see that and understand that he carries himself a certain way. He's going to command respect himself. And they're going to see that that's how they should treat other people as well. And that you can be successful by, you know, being a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I, I do sort of wonder about his Hall of Fame. Like the people have already start, started asking about, is he one of the greatest catchers that we have seen? Uh, maybe not like in a generation, but he's, he's definitely he's still a top 10 catcher in the game today. Oh, yeah. And he's, how old is he now? He's up there for a baseball player, obviously. Not for real life, but <laughs> for a baseball player, you know, it's all relative. Yeah, because we always talk about how old certain baseball players are, and then I look at how old they are, and they're twelve years younger than me, and I'm like, oh, okay, stop with yeah, the old he's stuff. Yeah, he's thirty-one. Yeah, um, I felt I felt bad for him during last year's home run derby because he did so well, but because of the rules and because of who he was up against, he was up against against Pete Alonso in that round, and there was no way that he was gonna. Uh, beat him but he had more home runs than other guys but because of the way they set it up in you know like a one-to-one -one matchup he didn't go to the next round so that was yeah. kind of screwy but he was hitting the crap out of the ball too and he had a ton of home runs last year now on saturday it's a 7:10 start i don't know i feel like saturday games should be earlier in the day I know some people with kids are like, no, I like the night games on Saturday. And I'm like, well, I don't have kids, so I want to watch afternoon baseball. And it's all about me, damn it. But yeah. it's Garrett Cole against Carlos Hernandez. Cole looked very good in his last start. He finally pitched the way everyone wanted him to pitch this season. He was aggressive, and he was painting the corners, and he was looking like the Garrett Cole that you want Garrett Cole to be. You know, not exactly snarling. Because I love when he does that. That's my favorite thing when he gets all pissy. And like say a, a, an ump doesn't call a pitch the way he wants him to. And then he just like throws a hundred mile an hour fastball to strike someone out. And he's like, eh. like, I like that. So um, <laughs> that's the Garrett Cole I want to see. And then Carlos Hernandez uh, has a 6.43 ERA. Um, not a win, not a loss. And I'm trying to see. Yeah, the Yankees haven't really faced him a lot. Um the person with the most at-bats against him is Joey Gallo. It's only five, but Gallo's batting 400 in those five at-bats and has two runs batted in. And as for the Royals against Cole, Whit Merrifield has 10 at-bats against him. and He's only batting 200. Most of them are not batting that well against Cole, which stands to reason. He's Garrett Cole. It's not that surprising. <laughs> And that is a regular game that you can see on Yes. And if you're in Kansas City, you can see on Bally Sports, which, by the way, I didn't know Bally Sports was a thing when it popped up a few months ago. Yeah, it, I, it took over. He rebranded, let's call it that, Fox Sports. Fox Sports changed hands. My former employer, all the Fox Sports regional networks have changed hands, and it's now Bally Sports. And it's, like, weird seeing those microphones still yeah. to me. Like, because I see my friends in Anaheim, like, who – like Mark Gubita and like even my friends in hockey are like holding those Bally sports mics. And I'm like, no, like 
we worked together at Fox for so long and like yeah it's it's just it's the same it's the same cruise too but right. and I think of the gym it's just it's I don't know Bally's <laughs> Bally's yeah. yeah is Bally's gym still Bally's Total Fitness is that still around I don't know but that's what my first thought was when I first saw a Bally sport I'm like what when did this happen like I don't understand and then I well, it's the gambling network or yeah. gambling company. Yeah, and then I found out from oh, there's Charlie again. If you're there's not watching Charlie. on YouTube, the dog is making an appearance. He's very sweet. Um, he's, and then he's Sunday, so Luis Severino against Daniel Lynch. That is a two ten start, so that is a day game for us. Also on Yes and Bally Sports, Kansas City. Severino is two and zero with a three point three two ERA with nineteen strikeouts. He looked good until he didn't look good the other day. He just kind of ran yeah. into a wall. It yeah. happens. Um, you know, he's looking good so far. He's staying healthy. I had to knock on wood there because I don't want to jinx that. And then Daniel Lynch is 2-1 and one with a 3.38 ERA with 16 strikeouts. He's a left-hander. So their stats are very close. And as for matchups, Andrew Benintendi has faced... Severino 27 times, has two home runs, 10 runs batted in, batting 407 in those 27 at bats. And the Yankees have not faced Lynch a lot at all. Um, let's see. Josh Donaldson has seen him three times, has a home run in those three times. And Kyle Higashioka in two at bats has one home run against Daniel Lynch. So that's something. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you know, Kyle Higashioka's. What was the stat it's, I saw this morning? It's small sample sizes. Yeah. Um, there was a funny. There was a funny stat because my my friend likes pointing out how bad Kyle Higashioka is, which is not nice to do. It's early in the season, <laughs> um, but I thought it was a funny tweet, and I know I liked it. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. Um, it, <laughs> poor Higashioka. Oh, okay. Yes, his OPS plus is three. Three. And then someone pointed out, yeah, but it was like minus 12 last week. So at least three is an improvement. It so, is hey. Big improvement, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, again, tonight's game is on Apple TV. I've only watched one Apple TV broadcast. It was the, the Mets, like their first um, series of the year. And like I said, with the, with the Amazon broadcast, I... I can watch both on my TV because I have the Roku and I have all of that stuff on my TV, but I love the convenience of being able to just sit in my room if I don't want to be around other people and watch the game on my computer. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of nice. Yeah. I'm curious. I have I have not watched a Friday Night Baseball game yet. Um, I really like Melanie Newman. Uh, she's fantastic with the Orioles. Yes. Uh, I... I'm curious to see how she works with the with the other crew. I'm friends with Hannah Kaiser. I, you know, these are all people that I have a lot of respect for, and I, I'm so sorry to say I haven't watched one of their games yet. I, um, I, I don't know why I haven't. I guess I don't have any excuses. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> we can okay. blame we can blame hockey, I guess, but it's yeah. it's just it's on me. So I. I do need to start watching some of the Friday night baseballs and I like that they're trying to spotlight diversity and have new voices. I know that the, the fan feedback hasn't always been positive. However, sports fans notoriously do not like new things, right? They do not like new voices. 
I mean, honestly, if we're being honest, they especially don't like women's voices. They do not like women's voices. Yeah, the amount of times I've heard people be like, I just can't put my finger on it, but there's something I don't like about her. Hmm, what is it? What do you think? Yeah. My Uh, cousin has outwardly told me, he said this about Jess Mendoza. He's like, I, I, and my cousin's considerably older than me. He's already, he's going to be 61. He's like, I can't listen to a woman do a baseball game. I'm sorry. He's like, and I know that you want to smack me for saying that, but I just can't. He's like, I love listening to you, obviously, because you're my cousin. He's like, but I can't not. He's like, I'm so used to hearing men in the booth. And that's a lot. That's a, it's a thing that a lot of people around that age group and older have. One of my brother's friends told me a few years ago, one of my brother's friends was like, yeah, women comics just aren't funny. Mm. And he equated women in sports to that. And I was like, what are you trying to tell me, buddy? Right. (laughs) What are you trying to tell me? What message are you trying to get across? Because it's not a good one. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't like women in sports, but I don't mind you. It's like, okay, great. Thank you. (laughs) Guys, that's not a compliment to us. Everyone listening out there, like, don't do that. Right. (laughs) That's actually not a compliment to us. No. So I do like that Apple TV is trying to, you know, show some new voices and perspectives. That's important too. When you bring in diversity, you get some different perspectives and they've only done, you know, they've done a few games together. They're going to start getting more familiar with each other, more familiar with how they work. When you do a national game, I've worked with broadcast crews who do national games that they have just met each other they just met each other like a month before that. You don't have a lot of rapport. Right. You have to establish a relationship. That's the reason, you know, Gary, Keith, and Ron are such an institution with the Mets. They all have this incredible rapport together. They feed yeah. off of one another. Crook and Kipe in, San, in um, San Francisco, same thing. Like, that's one of my favorite broadcasts because they're, and they're legitimately good friends outside of the booth. You don't have to be friends with your coworkers, you don't have to be friends outside of the booth, but developing um, a routine, a rhythm, they'll get there if they haven't already yet. I'm just going based on what I see from some of the fan feedback and my own experience working in, in broadcast TV, but I really appreciate what they're trying to do. And look, if you haven't listened to Melanie Newman call a game, she's so knowledgeable. She's so knowledgeable. She's and she's just a great person overall, too. I mean, a year ago, the last time I was in Texas, she was sending me restaurant recommendations. She doesn't know me that well, but she's one of those women who are is always trying to support and trying to make friends with other women in the industry. Not all of us are not all of us are like that. That's my philosophy, but there are a lot of people who are really competitive. Oh, yeah. I don't think it gets you very far if you're going to be super competitive, but. You know, look, everyone's going to operate their own way. Melanie's breaking barriers and she's really good at what she does. And she's a good person. Yeah. I just, I love to see people like that succeed. Exactly. It's always nice to see the nice people succeed. I mean, we know that's not how the world works all the time, but when it does happen, it's a pleasant surprise. And it's very nice. Yeah. (laughs) So... Yankees play the Royals for three, and then they head to Canada to play the Blue Jays. And there isn't a break. They play on Monday. And um, we'll be previewing that on Monday's episode. That's a big matchup. And we'll see how the Yankees do against the Royals, obviously. So we'll have a recap of this series on Monday's show. And, yeah, we're getting into May, people. We're here already. I can't believe it. May is 
Sunday. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> after the after the lockout that we thought would never end, and then it ended, and then spring training, because it was abbreviated, and then the season started, and now here we are. It's almost May, and it's crazy how fast everything goes. Yep. Unbelievable. And then summer's going to go really fast, other than other than August and September, when it's just like god-awful humid. Right. And then it's going to be the holidays. Yeah, I know. Before Merry you Christmas, know it, everybody. We're practically yeah. there. I know, we are. <laughs> Christmas is a day away. So, <laughs> so that's it for this episode of Locked on Yankees, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked on MLB. Make your second listen of the day, Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present, and he really is a baseball encyclopedia. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you all on Monday. 